in this particular episode, I'm going to talk about the role of HR in small to medium-sized businesses, sometimes called SMDs. So if you have a few employees and you're looking for smart ways to grow effectively, or if you've been in business a while and you're finding that things aren't going as smoothly as you think they should, or you're finding yourself in a bit of legal hot water with respect to your employees, stay tuned. Hi there, I'm Andrea Adams and this is the HR Hub. Usually I interview other people, but for the first time ever, I'm gonna do so myself. My channel typically aims to help emerging HR leaders with the knowledge they might need to help them advance. But in this series, I aim to help small and medium-sized business owners or executives. I am an HR consultant and this is what I do for my client base. I'm gonna help you with some of the knowledge I'm typically paid. So the first thing I want to address is how to start your HR function. Typically when you start a business, you don't have any HR. The critical function at that time is to ensure that the few people you have are paid and most organizations hire an accounting firm to help with that. And then when you need to hire, you hire through connections or you slobber through a posting on Indeed. I don't mean to make that sound critical, but after a few years of not doing uh, recruitment myself, when I got back to it, I found through two. And then there's onboarding. Maybe you're aware of what onboarding is and maybe you weren't, but onboarding is the structured process of welcoming a new employee to the organization. Chances are that with a small T who have immediate access to each other, most of the time onboarding is just getting some paperwork done. But otherwise, sort of the culture pieces of it are done informally. You'll find that as you grow, informal processes will result in some of the important parts of welcoming a new employee being dropped. Mostly though, you'll be able to manage your people just by talking to them and you can do all of that because you're so small. Most of you don't want to stay small though. You are going to want to grow. So how does HR fit into that picture? That's what I'm going to talk about next. So the first part of this is when to add HR. At some point, you're going to find your leadership of everything is not efficient. It frustrates you. You know someone else could do it better. And most importantly, you're distracted from the things that are going to help you grow your business. I have heard of some organizations that avoid HR at all costs. And if they bring in an HR function or HR support, they isolate that person and really constrain their responsibilities to the bare minimum. Obviously, I am biased about that, but I don't think that's a super effective way of doing business, and it isn't effective strategy for growing your business. Think about the last recreational team you were on. There are absolutely more and less effective ways of managing a team, so you maximize your chances of winning. If you take whoever comes along, puts their hands up, you might not end up with the best talent. If you don't develop players, you're going to have to live with what they can produce. If you don't give them feedback, same thing. My husband was on a football team at a university. And after every game, he would go and watch the footage and see how he played and take some, get some feedback out of that process to understand how he could improve. The same goes in an organization. If you don't reflect on performance, your team members aren't going to improve as much as they might have. In an organization, HR is often the ones providing the support and strategy so your work team has the people and skills it needs to win. HR and every other employee is there to help you win. And if they aren't doing that, there needs to be a shift. 
I'm not suggesting you fire an employee who may not be helping out the way you think they should, but there has to be a shift in how they understand their role, the feedback, and in some cases, maybe there does need to be a separation of ways. I will talk more about HR's role, but initially you can be the glue for your team. But eventually, if you're growing, which I hope you are, you just can't be enough. If you're successful, you're going to have too many things to do. Many business leaders experience this at slightly different times, but a rule of thumb I've heard and experienced is around 20 employees. Wait too long and you're going to find yourself in hot water somehow, or at least uncomfortable territory. It could be labor relations. It could be human rights. It could be employment standards. Because of the policy and compliance issues, which you haven't addressed thus far in your growth trajectory. Or maybe you won't have the people you need to succeed and have the feeling that a bunch of employees just don't get it. Adding HR too soon isn't a risk per se. It will be costly and people who aren't busy can be disruptive. It's tough to know where that sweet spot is and when you should be looking at adding HR. As you discover you need that support, but don't believe that your needs would warrant full-time staff, there are strategies to partner with third parties. There's absolutely a cost-benefit analysis to do there to understand when a third party is better than in-house. Third parties are going to know the subject matter, and so you're going to get higher quality knowledge than you could probably afford internally. But of course, an hour-for-hour charge for an internal is cheaper, so there's some trade-offs to make. So what is the role that you want HR to play in your organization? I did say I was going to talk about this and I am going to channel one of my guests that I had way back at the beginning of my channel. He's an exceptionally smart guy, Foster Williams. He was also one of the most business oriented guests I've had on the show. And I think he described the role of HR best. He said HR's purpose is to help all functional leaders to attract, develop and retain a skilled, motivated, and committed workforce. The goals of all employees, including HR, are to produce a durable, sustainable, and profitable business, unless you're in government or a not-for-profit, in which case that profitability element may shift. You can define that financial piece as suits your business. One critical role played by HR, especially when an organization is smaller, is around risk management. Without any HR, you may not have a good line of sight to compliance issues. HR should work to ensure that your people processes are compliant with the laws so that you are not exposed to risks you weren't aware of. Some of the biggest risks these days are in the areas of bullying and harassment, human rights, and even union organizing attempts. But there may be many more aspects of compliance around employment standards that HR can help to navigate. Those sorts of hassles rarely have any business value. They're just going to detract from what you need to be doing to grow your business. There are also issues of safety compliance, which in small organizations, HR will often have a hand in. The next thing I want to address is how HR is going to support your growth. We're often seen as overhead. We're not creating revenue. And then you as a business owner, you're giving your blood, sweat, and tears to help your organization grow. And being a small business myself, it's personal to me too. Small and medium-sized business founders often don't want to spend that hard-earned money on something like HR 
it can be seen to create more costs by slowing others down by creating process. There has to be a balance. Process serves a purpose to make it easier for other people to get a job. Overdo the process and it really is impediment. Find the right process for your organization and it's going to help smooth interactions, decrease repetition. It isn't necessarily a four-letter word. And HR, though, is also critical for effective growth. One way we obviously help you grow is by hiring the right people. HR should work with you to clarify the talent you need and help you find the best people you can. As you grow, you may need to develop people so that they have the right skills. Markets are changing quickly. They're rarely stable, and so you are going to have to adapt as well as your employees. And helping them adapt is going to take some action on your part. Often it's HR who's going to facilitate this. There are so many cheap ways to develop employees, but HR can help you determine what those skills are at a granular level that you want to develop and monitor the progress you're making around those skills. As you grow, HR can also help with organization design. Initially, everybody is going to report to you, but you don't want 30 direct reports. You probably don't even want 20. You are going to become a bottleneck in communication. No one's going to be able to execute their work or their projects without direction from you. And all you're going to end up doing is supervision. But you have to make decisions at that point around whether you create supervisors and departments and which ones. And if you're going to do that, oftentimes you're going to promote from within. How do you equip those leaders with the basic skills they need for leadership? If you set it up well and train people, then you can relatively easy, easily add more people within a department or a team and facilitate smooth growth. Just absorb those people. And then if you layer on having a good onboarding program, then those people are going to get up to speed more quickly. One of the most valuable ways that HR can assist in your growth is by facilitating a clear discussion to determine mission, vision, and values. These fundamental principles are so important for a strong culture that aligns with and promotes what you're trying to accomplish with your business so that employees know. When they know those statements are going to guide them in the crucial decision-making they're doing on your behalf. Mission Vision Values answers questions like, what is our purpose? What are we striving to be? How are we going to collaborate to achieve our common goals? Which core values are going to decide or guide our decision-making and daily operations? What behaviors do we encourage and what behaviors are intolerable? By defining these things, HR lays the groundwork for a cohesive strategy and a high-performing workplace. Now, around the mission, vision, values, to be fair, this isn't often a skill that HR develops as they move up from an organization. This is usually a skill developed by consultants to support this kind of work. So you may want to hire a third party to help you determine what your mission, vision, values are. However, once your employees have the answers to these questions, well, I'll go back to the sports analogy. They're going to understand the limits of the field of play, and they can use their skills and abilities in the position that they're playing to help the team win. So I'm going to end it there. I am going to do a number of episodes in this series. I know I've covered a lot of ground here as an overview to the role that HR plays in smaller, medium-sized businesses. 
I will cover some of these topics in more depth, either alone or with an interview with an expert in the field. Please subscribe, like, or connect on LinkedIn so you know when I've released an episode. I'd love to hear from you if you have any comments or if there's an episode you'd like to see me do. And if you want to reach out for support, I'm in Calgary, Alberta, but I will do my best to help you if you're not nearby. You can find me via my website at thehrhub.ca. My email is andrea at thehrhub.ca. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time.